0: number two, Jeff Cameron Show 93 3, Real Talk Radio. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, and Matthew directing the program. You are listening, we appreciate that. You want to uh, follow along on Twitter, you can at J. Cameron Show. Also, if you are watching on WarChant TV, hello, good to have you along. I, uh, I'm pleased that today is far less controversial. <laughs> Not that either were controversial.
1: I think a lot of parties are. Oh, there's
0: nothing controversial about yesterday or anything else. It's just kind of monitoring what's going on at practice and hoping that uh, everybody's healthy and good to go. That's
1: right. we got to monitor it.
0: Monitor, baby! I know this. Uh, I like the intensity that I'm hearing about. I like the emphasis on uh, guys getting better and... Guys getting healthier, Devontae Love-Taylor, man, there you go. That's going to be like, – these are tangible things to talk about that make your team better is if the the players that you're counting on get back at practice, begin to participate, get in shape, begin to uplift the overall depth and those kinds of things. That's progress. You feel good about those
1: things. Yeah, that's our guy, Devontae Love-Taylor, for Trench Talk on War Chan TV. I believe the next installment will be next Monday. I don't have that finalized yet, but uh, to have him back is to get a starter. To have somebody like a Dylan Gibbons who spoke to the media today is a floor raiser. Will he be a starter himself? Don't, know. Don't, Don't know. know. But he raises the floor. If you have a strike because somebody gets hurt, you feel pretty good about somebody who's been trained by Notre Dame's offensive line coach to step in and fill in, uh, if that's indeed what he is. But maybe he'll be one of the starting guards. Who knows?
0: I like when I hear Coach Adkins talk, man. Everything about him is so impressive. Uh, I just want to to kind of talk at large here about the staff that they have over there um, because ultimately I don't get caught up in day-to-day stuff as much as I do big picture stuff and ultimately I think for Florida State to get to where we need them to be where we want them to be where we're hoping that they be you know arrive at sooner rather than later it's going to be about recruiting it's going to be about teaching it's going to be about getting kids to to not only buy in but you know, play smart play hard, play well, put them in positions to succeed repeatedly. And I think there are a number of coaches on this staff that I've come away with over the last year and a half or so uh, very impressed with. And Coach Atkins is probably chief amongst them. Um, Whenever you hear him speak, you really realize that he commands a room. He commands the attention of his players. There is real not only authority in his voice, not just because it's rugged and gravelly and deep and all that, but also because it's authority – People speak authoritatively when they have a, a grasp and depth of knowledge about a subject, and he has that. I mean, he can clearly teach it. He can also implore with motivational speech, Tom, uh, you to, to, to play better and, and get the most out of you. But it's one thing to yell and scream, it's another to yell and scream and explain at the back end, and he does that really, really well.
1: He has his moments that'll make you chuckle like any coach. I, I'll share something from the spring because it you know doesn't help or hurt anything now in fall camp, but... They had a, some specific position drills that they were going through, some tactics they wanted to use for the 11-on-11 11 11 session that they were doing halfway through that day's spring practice. So they go through all these drills. Then they go to 11-on-11. 11 11. It does not go well. They come back, and he gathers them all around. He goes, why do I even bother? Why do I even bother? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, you can see it. There, there's a mix between the arm-around-the-shoulder coach who has plenty of time to explain what you need to know the reasons why you need to know it and how to do it. And then there's also the guy where if you don't process that knowledge and you're getting either lazy or you're not paying attention, he's got less than zero time for you. He's done with it. That was one of the things when he first spoke to the media today, the first couple of questions, he's like, all right, come on, let's go. Let's go. On to the next thing. I need to get questions in here. Get it done. He is hes a mix of everything. You can tell that he knows that there are different buttons to push for different players, and he understands that. Unlike maybe an offensive line coach from a few years back who it was my way, way or the highway.
0: All day, every day. On the trail, on the practice field, in the meeting room. it didn't matter. So, Andrew, I'll answer your question the best way I know how here. He writes, are we just not bringing up or slash ignoring Jordan Travis not being at practice yet again today? That's from Andrew on the chat. Uh, I don't know if he was at practice. I understand your question. Uh, Good answer. So what I'll tell you is this. Uh, We're not. And one of the reasons we're not is it's it's my understanding it's nothing to be concerned about. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, all right. So it, it's, it's you know, the only reason you would is if you're speculating about a long-term problem at the position uh, in his availability. And that's not going to, from what I understand, not going to be a problem. So.
1: And to address today, much like yesterday, during the observed portion, the first three periods of practice that the media gets, it looks like we got a little extra time today, the beat did, Um, Because it's a bunch of special
0: teams nonsense,
1: yes. (laughs) Okay, I was just going to say thank you, but you're like, well, thank you for nothing. Thanks for nothing.
0: You know, I mean, I'm half kidding.
1: (laughs) Of the videos and photos we saw and the notes in the update thread on Warchant.com, if you were looking for people who were completing passes and throwing them, you know, Jordan's name wasn't there. I think that's the best we can tell you about today.
0: You know, I think ultimately, and I keep coming back to this because quarterback is always going to be the larger discussion and the debate about who should start or who's going to start and the need to want to know who's starting and what that means for our team and our outlook on the season and all that. I get that. That's football. That's anybody who loves football. That's, you know, unless you have a surefire veteran player who is, without question, the guy and there's any. Sort of reason not to think that he he won't be the guy. Other than those situations, quarterback is always the first thing that you talk about. It's always the debate. It's always how how are you going to be affected by who wins that job. So I get that. I just I really have leaned towards just personally, and I've said this a lot over the last week. I, I feel like both guys are going to play a big role. I really do. I I don't think there's any avoiding that. I I don't know. You know, we don't know, and we, we're we not going to be told. I have said that repeatedly. There, I do not believe, personally, that Mike Norvell is going to announce a starting quarterback before we play Notre Dame. I don't think there's any you know strategic value to do that. They're very different players.
1: Yeah. If I was Notre Dame, I'd prepare for both. It's Well, it's you have simple. to. You would have to prepare you know?
0: for both. But I'm saying, like, I don't think Mike has any reason to tell anybody who's starting quarterback for the Notre Dame game. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were him. Uh, because, again, those are two very different ways of preparing for, you know, Florida State, if you're Notre Dame.
1: Jordan Travis is a very different quarterback than McKenzie Milton. So we've danced around this last couple of days and even kind of enumerated what we think. But on July 19th, what would you have given Jordan Travis percentage-wise if you were to say he has a per- this percent chance to become the starter, to outright win the job in camp a month ago? What do you think you would have said?
0: You know, I would have I, maybe... 35%, somewhere around okay. there. Yeah, I would have given him I, his a work, significant chance, though. Well, the reason being again, McKenzie has not started a college football game in a few years. Right, with that injury, right. it was a significant injury. Um, you know, I mean, and, and then and Jordan uh, has been here, you know, knows the system, and, and I would have given him a, a fair shot. I, I still That's still a pretty overwhelming favorite, McKenzie Milton, 65 right, 35. Right. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have ruled out Jordan's chance.
1: And today, a month later, what would you say? still 35%
0: No, I I think it's much higher. I think it's much higher percentage now that he he gets to start. We talked
1: about that on the phone today and I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's a much higher percentage. Every day that goes by that we've seen practice and you know, when you get the sense even just listening to coaches, you really do get a sense that uh, Jordan Travis has taken a huge step forward. I'm proud of the kid, man. I um I hope, you know, whatever's the reason why he's not out there lately, I, it you know, I, I think it's uh, again probably nothing to be worried about, but you know, I hope he's back out there soon because I want to see that continuation of improvement. And he's, without, What we've seen with our own eyes is he's, he's throwing the ball much better. He's throwing the ball much better. So that, that's everything with him because there's no questioning the athleticism and the heart and all that good stuff. I mean, we know that's there, but you've got to be able to consistently throw the ball in passing situations, and he really couldn't do that very well last year. Lots of reasons. As I pointed out yesterday, it wasn't all his fault. You weren't dynamic at wide receiver. Your offensive line wasn't very good. Oftentimes, Florida State found themselves trailing in the game, and so your intentions become a little bit easier to figure out. So you're throwing in situations where you're up against it, um, but but when the game is still in balance, in the balance, and it's a passing down, you need to be able to make those throws and keep drives alive. And last year, just looking at the uh, advanced metrics, he really wasn't he wasn't any good at that at all, at all. So that, that's, that's huge. Um, I hope, I think ultimately, and I think everybody would say this, if he continues to get, you know, I would even dare say surprisingly that much better at throwing the football accurately, consistently well, well, then you'd prefer he win the job.
1: I mean, I would. Yeah, considering that, you know, he can make plays with his feet because the offensive line, if there is a a turnstile moment and there might be a couple this season, I think it's fair to expect that, then you need somebody who is more apt to extend a play. But he's got to be able to convert those throws in order to have a defense honor him, play him honestly, right? (laughs) Yeah. I, too, hope that he will be, you know, if we could get him in the shot for the uh, practice videos and the cameras tomorrow and the updates, I, 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 too, hope that he is part of those updates.
0: Uh, yeah, for lots of reasons, uh, Florida State's better if both those guys are competing. I'll just put it that way. I think it's very, very important uh, that, you know, you end up finding out that you got all your guys. That's why I was celebrating Devontae Love-Taylor coming back. That's why every day that you find out Keir Thomas is getting healthier and guys are out there, that's exciting.
1: Okay, so Devontae Love-Taylor obviously is a huge piece of the puzzle. I don't know where you put him on your top 40 on War Chant. Uh, probably I, can't, I can't remember. Top five, probably. Top ten, at least. Top ten. I, yeah. I, I don't really remember where I had him, but So. Yeah. Segment groups on offense, let's assume that he's healthy and ready to go for the start of the season. It looks like it's trending that way with no problem. Are you more concerned about receiver or offensive line with Devontae Love-Taylor back in the fold?
0: Uh, Probably. Uh, I'm still probably more concerned about offensive line. They're, they're,
1: Is it close?
0: <laughs> it, it's really, I think, illustrates just how far we have to go because... The offensive line is better than it was two years ago. I think it'll be better than it was a year ago. So there's growth. But again, there's a reason that we've already gotten, what is it, six verbal commitments on the offensive sure. line. Yeah. you know The Calvary's on the way. They're really addressing a, p- a position that they quite obviously know has to get a lot better. You don't go out and potentially secure commitments verbally from Eight offensive linemen. I mean, there's mm-hmm. still two out there they're trying to get. Eight? is un- It's unheard of. You only do that if you recognize what I'm talking about, which is that that possession desperately needs to upgrade its talent level. So, on the one hand, you say the offensive line is better than it was a year ago and better than it was the year before. Well, good. It was one of the worst uh, in college football. It was uh, amongst the two worst in the ACC. It has to be better, it, and, and Atkins is a good coach, and he's teaching them, and, they are, uh, and they're getting stronger because they've had a full off season. and Coach Storms I think is doing a good job, all of that. But it, does, it doesn't mean they don't have a long way to go. And then at wide receiver, I think what's interesting at wide receiver, and, and let's assess that room for a second because this is a complicated um, question that you asked in this way. I really, really like and continue to be impressed by a true freshman in Malik McLean every day. Malik McLean tells me, not personally, he doesn't walk over and tell me this, but through his actions, Malik McLean tells me he's going to be a very good player. I don't mean I don't mean like a good player for Florida State. I mean a good wide receiver. Period, as in draftable, gonna go to the NFL, has that kind of top end potential, the body type, the route running, the hands, the toughness. He's smart. He cares. Malik McClain is gonna be good, but I temper that enthusiasm if only because he is a true freshman. So there aren't too many instances with rare exceptions, usually they're at places like Alabama these days, where a freshman can come in and contribute to the degree that we would love him to, to be a difference maker week in and week out. Usually there are peaks and valleys with freshman uh, receivers, and they're pretty drastic. So I circle him and say, the future's bright. Look how young he is. He's going to be good. Keyshawn Helton has made a play every day in practice that reminds us why we were excited when he signed. Keyshawn Helton's explosiveness is back. Okay, now I've, now I've given you two. Okay, now I've given you two to get excited about. You start saying, all right, what else is there, Jeff? Well, I think you're going to find some consistency out of a guy like Ontario Wilson. Pokey Wilson's going to be a a, a a decent player for you. Not a difference maker, not a game changer, not a light-up-the-scoreboard guy, but a pretty consistent guy that you can probably count on to be in the right place at the right time. All right, now we're up to three. You kind of stop there in terms of dependability. As much as you want 42 year old Jordan Young to rise up and someday matter, I don't know that I can count on him. I don't know that I can count on, I don't know, what, Jakai Douglas.
1: Well, don't forget about Parchment.
0: Okay, so Parchment is obviously the Kansas transfer. He is brought here, he has been brought here to stretch the field. He's got a lot of experience. I need you to have speed and to stretch the field. It opens up all the underneath stuff. And occasionally we might actually hit a big play with that speed. Got to see what he is in a game. Uh, He's been okay in practice.
1: Uh he has still getting up to speed. Yeah. yeah.
0: He hasn't turned heads. He hasn't blown us away. But you see the top end speed and every now and then you see a player. You're like, okay, all good right. Good body
1: control, but you wonder about third and six and it's a seven yard in. All right. Is mm-hmm. he gonna be the type of guy to haul it and take the pain and get up? So Parchment's a guy that will you'll need to be good, but you know,
0: you're kinda asking me about what I trust and what I don't and what I think. I you know, we'll see with him. There's some
1: inconsistencies. We'll see. I do need him to stretch the field. I'm a little bit more worried about receiver than I am offensive line because I think when you use Devontae Love-Taylor as your utility player, he could play tackle or guard. Wherever they need him, that's where he's going to play. I think, naturally, at the next level, he's probably an interior oh, guy. Oh, he's an interior guy for sure. But he's more than serviceable as a tackle if we need him. So if you're looking at the pool of tackles that you can choose from... Robert
0: Scott, you start there. Washington. And then you go Darius Washington.
1: They like Lloyd Willis probably later in the year, if at all, this season, but they like him as a potential prospect. you got then, a
0: million guards, by the
1: way. And then DLT, right? So there's your pool for tackles. Mm-hmm. Your guards, you're right. You've got a million of them. You do. Uh, Brady Scott, Bavion, Dylan Gibbons, Devontae Love-Taylor again. Yeah. And then you've got Smith and Bavion potentially up the middle at and, and, center. And if Thomas Schrader hadn't gotten hurt, they right. love him. A- yeah. Herings, a- 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 Herring, Zane yeah. Herring. Yeah. Right, all yeah, all these guys. And Rod Orr is a freshman. We'll see if he comes along maybe by November. Again, later down the line, maybe the, you know he can get a couple of snaps himself. But he's obviously somebody they like in the longer term. It was not long ago, maybe as soon as last year or the year before, where you said, can you find me five of anything? Five of anything. I do like at offensive line. Now, it does seem like we have a little bit more than just one level of a two-deep worth of options at multiple positions. Where I worry at receiver is what you're talking about with uh, freshman receivers and Burrell and McLean who the hell is going to block on the perimeter for us with any consistency? Because I think this offense, if we know anything about what last year's offense looked like and you know, oh, and then, and the just talent we do knowing, and don't have.
0: Well, and also knowing your offensive line is not going to give you time for long developing
1: plays. Correct. So you need to be able to block with consistency on the outside. That's something we need to do. I don't know who's going to be that guy. Who are the two receivers that are going to be able to do that with any degree of consistency? Well,
0: it's a hard block, first of all to ask of anybody. It is, it's absolutely. a very hard block. Sometimes it's two-on-one. Well, it's a hard block out in space against a more athletic player, because corners by definition are. It's a very difficult block to execute, and there has to be real willingness to do it. I think Mal- Malik McLean will have the willingness to do it, and he's a big kid, but he's a freshman, and, and going against experienced corners who've seen that before, I don't know. We'll see how he holds up. Uh, I don't have a lot of guys that I would nominate in that role that I think We'll do that consistently well.
1: I get your concern there. well, and, and here's my qualifier, I guess to, to give it full context. I'm just thinking about Notre Dame. I'm not thinking about the whole season. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about the about first the game season. of the season. The first game of the year, I'm more worried about the receivers than I am the OL and the line will be it'll be what it is and there's there's a baseline there. yeah, but I think there's more volatility defense. in the in, in wide receiver core for game one
0: yeah, it's not a great matchup for us uh, that's uh, that's the bottom line. It's not a great matchup for us. Uh, I, I Jordan Wilson's going to help us on the end of the offensive line there at, the, at tight end because he is a big big man. Yes, he is. Uh, he's got the body type and the toughness. And I've been very. We get a lot of questions about guys that have stood out to you in practice, guys that you you know you're really impressed by, that you're excited by. Every time you walk away from practice, that you kind of kick around in your head, this guy or that guy. I I'm forever saying to myself, man, Jordan Jordan Wilson may be something. I mean, I, I'm not talking about like hey, that guy's a tight end in the league. Right. But he frees you up to yeah, open your yeah, playbook yeah, yeah. up to do a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like it. Uh, that's that's the thing. Um, you got some guys potentially that are going to help you out that, that are kind of unknown, and you're just crossing your fingers that everything will work out. By the way, speaking of working out, oh, oh buddy, come on, buddy.
1: Mid-season. Come
0: on, buddy. That was impressive. Your first class is always free when you join. Or uh, join the portal. Interjected itself right in the midst of a commercial. It's always free when you join Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, I'm a member there. You too could be a member there. You should. It's good for you. Uh, also, if you're uh, a new member, you get the first month free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. That's good. Uh, if you refer a friend or upgrade in the month of August or September, you'll get a discounted membership. Over the next three months, if you're already an active member or premier member, for example, and you get some others to join you, uh, you'll receive $50 off of three months. So 150 bucks in savings there. It's good stuff. Uh, you know, you can always go by the studio. There's two studios here in town, one at Midtown, uh, one out there by Fresh Market. I belong to
1: that one there frequently. Can't wait to go back. Yeah, I can't some... see you driving to Midtown at like 6 in the morning.
0: I'm not. They tell me the scenery at Midtown's impressive, but I... Uh, I don't make it over there. It's too far away from me. Good wall art. They, they, yeah, I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. what they're referring to. I'm sure that. Look at those mirrors. Matt well, Harvey would be thrilled. I'm sure that's what my buddy and buddies are referring to when they talk about that, the design of the place. Um, but they, but they, anyhow, uh, more than more than anything else, you should know that uh, they help you get in shape and stay in shape and feel good. It is science-backed technology. That's the thing. It, they're not guesswork here. It's, we're getting you in shape. It's going to happen. And uh, orangetheoryfitness.com to learn more. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. I know how much you love them. So, you should be happy to know, Tom, that uh, <clears throat> maybe late in a draft somewhere, you'll get your opportunity. It is fantasy football season. I'm not going to prattle on about fantasy football, but I will tell you that uh, you know, we, we had our draft order selected yesterday and all that. I called you to ask in a snake because I had first pick. I could, was, I uh... could choose first through 12 and I chose 5th, but I I you know, we we went through with the talking points
1: of that. I used up uh, two billable hours for my consulting service. Well yeah. done.
0: But you should know from a report I read yesterday that um, the Dolphins might end up kicking themselves, that uh, Denver outmaneuvered them in round two of the draft uh, this past April. And um, they got Javante Williams, who is looking like a beast, is yep. Denver. And uh, there he is. Uh, he is a uh, preseason opener. Five carries, 30 yards, split carries with Melvin Gordon, but looked like the more impressive back by far and probably is his replacement right now.
1: Entirely predictable. That was entirely predictable. That dude is a monster. Michael Carter's a nice player, too. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing that that program had those two guys at the same time considering what they had been for so many years. But Javante Williams is a bad man. He's going to run over people. He's going to be tough to bring down, and that is an attractive job if you are a free agent NFL quarterback next offseason because well, you've got Jerry Judy and Javante Williams to begin.
0: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers will look good in Denver if you're.
1: That's correct.
0: The Broncos, without question. By the way, today is uh, game day celebration. FSU sports are back, the number one ranked soccer team in all the land, taking on number nine Texas A and M. At 7 p.m. How about that? Knowles, Aggies, top 10 matchups 7 o'clock.
1: Go get them, Knowles. That's another first-class program. They do a lot for the community. Uh, COVID, of course. Skippy. They're awesome. Held them back from doing all that they usually do in the offseason. Uh, and it was also so dis- disjointed last year because they had a fall schedule that was stopped because of COVID, and then they – you know came back around for the college cup in the spring so it feels like there was never a full off season but that's an outstanding program run by arguably our best coach and we've got a lot of legendary and awesome coaches here at Florida State right now but coach Coriander's amazing and uh, he's all the also best to them as really they start nice this season really
0: nice guy he's a really great guy to talk to he's he's interesting he's obviously successful uh but he's he's fun to talk to he's kind of earnest in a way for a guy who has had as much success as he has, so just something to
1: something to note there. He'll be another one of our coaches who goes into the FSU Athletics Hall of Fame if he hasn't already. But uh, obviously, oh. Leonard Hamilton got the distinction yesterday too.
0: Yeah, and and um, I believe you told me Jonas Blix got in as well. That's correct. Is that correct? Among others, yep. Mm-hmm. And my man Trey Jones was named the Southeast Region Coach of the Year, and I celebrated that with him last night. Not with any real celebration, but just a hearty good job, thank you, good you know, good on you, Trey. Uh, but, yeah, well, uh, let me tell you something. Obviously, we know that uh, Leonard Hamilton is uh, a superstar, so it's not uh, not a surprise. I thought, though, and correct me because I didn't read the story, I thought you had to be retired.
1: Apparently not. Apparently not. I mean, it was the release yesterday, so a couple of notes in that release from Florida State uh, included that typically the night before or it's the Friday before the first home game, they host the banquet. Uh, to welcome the new members of the FSU Athletics Hall of Fame to the club, and that has been postponed.
0: Okay. Brianna Berry got in. Jonas Blix, my man. And Jonas is a fun guy to talk to. I've interviewed Jonas at least I don't know, four or five times. He's funny. He's interesting. And um, was a great player here and is still on the tour and, and really
1: kind of rebounded this year. My guy Tony Douglas also made the Team Athletics Doug! Hall of Fame. What's up, Tony Douglas? And he was my classmate yeah. in mass media, sports, and society. After the second test, no shenanigans happened, I can tell you. But uh, there were three tests for the semester, and and Tony asked everybody after the second test, How did everybody do? This is before Dr. Rainey came in, and mm. he points. And then everybody pointed at would say the number. He pointed at me. I told him what I got in the test. And he, was, he sat next he to was, you. I'm sitting next to you.
0: Oh, that's well done. <laughs> uh, Tony top five scorer uh, in in career points uh, in, in FSU history. So it makes sense. Becky Edwards got in for soccer. She played from 06 to 09. Uh, Graham Goodneau, onions, my man. Tate High School, Pensacola. Graham, every now and then, will still reach out. I'm still in touch with Graham Gano.
1: He's still floating around, right? He's in the league. He's He's in the the league. I
0: think he's kicking with the Giants.
1: So the Giants now? Okay. Um, I know the Panthers a couple years ago, they had cut him, but.
0: I still have the jersey uh, that he wore at Forest State where it says onions on the back that he sent me. So, yep, onions has still got the nickname.
1: We could adorn that somewhere in here. I I got some
0: space behind me. Yeah, I need to bring it in. You're right. And, of course, Leonard Hamilton, the most successful coach in Florida State history, all-time winningest coach, fifth all-time winningest coach in ACC history, uh, is is going to the Hall of Fame as well. And um, uh, Ghani Makusha, I think I hopefully said her name correctly, from track and field, is, is getting in as well. Randy Orvitz, who uh, we know for a very long time, uh, athletic trainer, uh, I remember
1: him from ages ago. He, yep. was, he was here when I started. North he was East. there right when I was at the beginning of my time covering the team, but, of course, I knew him. His name was mentioned once or twice when I was a student here.
0: So there is a celebration of those that got into the Florida State Hall <laughs> of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: is that is that a celebration? Well, that's also that's a double entendre woo because Steve. Uh, Steve weighs in.
0: Well, he writes, does Steve, Jeff how many wins would norvell need this season for you to proclaim you sir may drop your pants eight wins question mark nine wins question mark my uh i just shocked myself what did you touch that's but man. because i'm tough you couldn't even tell without <laughs> what did me you touch at, you know it's amazing
1: my ears popped
0: yeah it was i just touched the microphone i'm electric it it shocked me i just You're electric? Unflappable. So, here's the answer. Uh, I would say if they got to eight wins, eight wins, he should drop his pants. If he's so inclined. Ball's free! Nine wins, nine wins. Oh, forget about it. You can drop your pants and jog down Tennessee Street. Ball's free! As a caravan of folk ride behind you. Chanting your name to whatever bar it is you plan to attend. We'll all do that together. Norvell, Pantless, running down Tennessee Street. Nine win, Pantless, Norvell, and a caravan of vehicles. Chanting Norvell's name on our way to get a frosty cold one.
1: I like the the mental image of just cars following you, not people. Because people are like, eh, stay away. Stay away, yeah. You can lead this parade, but don't get in my car.
0: Yeah, that is, um, I'm telling you, man, th- this is not a good football team, guys.
1: I was hoping your number would be low, because that would be unfair if you said 9 or 10. Well, I
0: said 8. When he said 8, yeah, I'm right. like, yeah, 8. 8 it is. 8 it is. It's very impressive. They've got a long way to go. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I, I believe they have a long way to go. They're making strides. They're getting better every single day. The work is being put in. The players are committed. The coaches are good. Attention to detail is where it needs to be. They're recruiting extremely well. That's all the requisite positives you need to hear, but they're just not going to be able to do it overnight. It's going to take a little time.
1: So the quest for 8-8 in the NFL is gone. Gone are the days. because of the schedule of 17 games. You can't get there. Can we move it? to Saturdays just for this year can we move it local just for this year it's not the standard moving forward but this year is the quest for 6-6 six and six.
0: yeah yeah
1: is that fair yeah okay quest for 6-6 maybe we'll and make six. a sounder for it
0: Chris writes my favorite sound clip needs to have made its way over to 93-3 the J.R. Smith LeBron James responds hey
1: man it'll be here he ain't supposed to have missed that free throw <laughs> oh. that'll be a good one to play tomorrow that's a good loosey goosey clip
0: it's thursday jeff what's the music album to spotlight for the week keep us up to date with your musical ventures i just got the new killers record um and it's the second record they've released in in less than a like year and a half uh concept album it's an homage to bruce springsteen's uh nebraska of sorts and um a little bit more upbeat than that, but, but, but lyrically, I listened to it last night for you. Really good. Yep. Yeah. And it's just a straight Bruce Springsteen record. I mean, they're they're not trying to hide it, but every song is really good. And he, it's the best Brandon has done in trying to really reach down deep and, and tell human stories, uh, from where he grew up, uh, in, in, in Nevada, and really the kind of the Midwest as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm 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 going out right now and listening to that record uh, to and from work. So there you go, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Defensive end Carl Lawson for the New York Jets team's biggest free agent signing from the offseason, season carted off the field today at practice. That's never good. They're checking the MRI uh, with the Achilles tendon.
1: Yeeks. Oh no.
0: That's a three-year, $45 million contract they signed him to, and uh, man alive. Tore his ACL at Auburn in 2014, tore his right ACL with the Bengals in 2018, and now maybe his Achilles tendon in 2021. My man, that is the definition of injury-prone, but uh, whether that sounds fair or not, I know, but those are severe injuries. I mean, come on. I'm not mad at him. I mean, it's
1: just what happened. It sounded like it for But a second, your
0: ACL but... on both legs, and now a... can we not just have a pulled hammy? Can we not just, like, oh, triceps a little sore today. We don't have to rupture everything, brother.
1: Thigh contusion.
0: A little something.
1: These things happen.
0: Will says, just got home listening uh, from listening to Keith Jones speaking at Northside Rotary. All right. Predicts FSU will go to a bowl game this year.
1: Well, that's six and six. The quest for six and six is on, man.
0: I'm trying to think. Uh, You know, again, I go all the way back to what we were talking about with the what are the wins and in the text that I referred to in the first hour with my friend asking me, you know, what's it going to be? And I keep doing it. I keep going back to those games. I'm just saying. It's not crazy when you say it out loud, again, with a lack of context in a vacuum, as you noted. Just if you say out loud, Jacksonville State, Wake, Louisville, Syracuse, UMass, NC State, and B.C., you go, oh, yeah. They could win those games. They won't win every one of those games, but they just need to win six of the seven that I laid out there because they're not beating the other teams that I've excluded from that list, or it's highly unlikely. Uh, You know what's what's weird when we – if you want to gauge – for where we're at and where we need to be and what we're fighting to do. Unfortunately, we we look at our arch rivals at Miami who have had the better of it lately in the rivalry while we've been face down in the muck. But every year you get the preseason chatter about them being back, and of course they're not not in the way that they want to be back and in the way the spirit of the phrasing is like when people say Miami's back, you could argue they were last year because this was a good football team last year that won a lot of games where they go, uh, well, actually they ended up missing a game cause of COVID. So I think they were eating three. So you, uh, in that sense, you'd say that's, that's a good year. I mean, that's a good year. not a great year. we take that right now. I mean, obviously, we play one more game, but we'd take eight and four in a heartbeat. But if you want to know just how far away they are from being back against the good teams in this league, of which there are only really two, maybe three in a given year, and right when the ACC's right, there's upwards of five or six, but last year, there were two good teams in this league. They were Clemson and North Carolina. Would you say anybody else was good? NC State had a good year, had a good year, but it was a COVID yeah, year. Yeah, by We're what near-
1: standard good, you no, know? But, I mean, by I, ACC standards, I'm sure you could find another team or two. By college football standards, no.
0: Yeah, like really good, really good, yeah. right? I mean, I think certainly Clemson was elite and North Carolina was yeah. good. That's how I would phrase that, right? Yeah. Okay, well, North Carolina beat Miami at Miami with an Orange Bowl berth on the line, 62-26. to In Miami. Bend over. Get you some of this ass-kicking. So, is Miami back? Oh, no, no, no. And they weren't competitive. They didn't belong on the field with Clemson. Weren't competitive. So the two teams that are well above average, good to great, they didn't belong. They shouldn't have played the game. They were an embarrassment to football. They beat everybody else, including hammering our sorry ass. So there it is, right? That, that I put that out there because We're striving to get to Miami's level, sadly, right right now. And they're still a ways away from being where we expect to be in, what, three years, four years?
1: But, I mean, okay, you list out those teams. UMass, Jacksonville State, good, good. Syracuse, good. It's like uh, gimme's on a green. Yeah, you're good. Nobody's going to argue with that. Drag it. Get it out of there. You're done. Louisville, that's a four-footer. You know, you still got to make it. You should make it. You probably will make it, but it's a four-footer. NC State, well, that's a six to eight-footer. That's you know, uh, even though it's at home. Yeah. You know, yeah, nobody's yeah. ever going to say that's good. No, you got to hit that putt. Not yeah. even the most. I mean, oh, yeah. I played it some Saturday games. And I'm like, my <laughs>
0: God. Okay. okay. Nice par. Thank hey. you very much. Thanks for the nine-footer.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It, so that's where we are. Wake, probably. What do you think? A six-footer. Six-footer. Yeah, it's an important putt. Imminently makeable. Right. It's for a single bogey or a double bogey. Gonna you don't want a to double ma- on the card. No, going to need to make that putt. You got to make that putt. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. That Wake Forest is a six-footer. That NC State's an eight-footer. That's where we are. Left to right eight-footer. Oh,
0: it's a toughy Downhill. It's a squirrely one. But I do believe that the Louisville game is a solid four-footer uphill, heart of the cup, no break, hit it, and you're
1: making that putt. Hit the ball. We're sure about that, though. They did beat the brakes off of us last year. Hit the ball, Tom. Okay. All right. All right. Never up, never in. You're the more pessimistic of the two of us. You'd say pragmatic. I'd say pessimistic. And yet you still believe it's an uphill four-footer. That's a good sign. Like uphill
0: four-footer. I think the program has got some issues. I would have never guessed that already they've got some issues at Louisville because they're their hiring was a was a smart hire, and yet this is weird right now within the ACC because we thought Fuente was a good hire at Virginia Tech, losing seasons two of the last three yep. years, and rumors swirl that Virginia Tech doesn't want to play for him.
1: so that's a problem. Well, he's already run off like a recruiting class that he brought in.
0: yeah, I mean it, it it's it's really strange, right? I mean, like you you have two coaches that we all thought, well, that's a good hire, that was a smart hire. Uh,
1: and then you turn around in a very short period of time, like not yeah. even. Satterfield had the weird stuff with the administration, Well, too. Scott
0: is trying to get out of Dodge. He's yeah. looking for another job. Right, right. Strange.
1: Chef Cameron Show, three three. Real Talk Radio. Come back with Probables.
0: We'll wrap it up in a moment. Fishbone in Tampa many moons ago. Tampa Theater was one of my all-time favorites.
1: Great band. That was at Tampa Theater, not Janice.
0: No, not Janice. Tampa Theater. Okay. It was incredible.
1: That's a hell of a theater.
0: Yeah. Fun show. Great show. I saw B.B. King there many years ago, too. Is that right?
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Really good. Uh, We've got Probables. I should probably tell you who sponsors them. As I pull them up, because the last two days, MLB's site has been garbage. And I need time for it to search and figure it all out, but we'll get there. Here we go. Uh, North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including uh, full-line online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today at com. Get it together,
1: Cameron. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables. A bunch of day games. Games.
0: Bottom four, Angels-Tigers. 9-2, sweet Jesus. Quintana, man, that creep could roll, but he couldn't pitch today. Orioles-Rays, not shockingly, Tampa Bay is up on Baltimore 7-1. As those that play the Orioles want to be, Jorge Lopez. He of the 3 and 13 635
1: Lopez family started for the Orioles. Also of note that Shohei Ohtani is the best pitcher in baseball since July, and he leads all of baseball with 40 home runs now. Babe Ruth, baby! Mariners, Rangers,
0: Chris Flexen, Spencer Howard. Astros, Royals underway in the third. Luis Garcia, Mike Miner. We've got A's White Sox underway as well. Cole Irvin and Dylan Cease. Phillies, D-backs, Zach Wheeler, Madison Bumgarner, Twins, Yankees tonight, John Gant, Jamison Tile. Marlins-Reds, TBD for the Marlins, Luis Castillo for the Reds, Brewers-Cardinals, Brandon Woodruff, John Lester. So we got the Dodgers all ready for you.
1: We, yeah, you did. We yeah. got
0: nice and swept with a resounding 9-0 beatdown last night. Good to see it. We won a ball game, 12 innings. Tawan Walker going to go for the Mets. Hey, you had a guy in the extra inning affair because both of you scored in extra innings with that silly rule with guys on second base. The next go around, who's the dude with the glasses for you hits from the left side?
1: Uh, The guy who hit the double in his debut? Is that him? I don't know his name. Yeah.
0: Two great at bats for him, yeah. and that yeah. at bat was a really good at bat. He was fooled twice on two low and away pitches and hung in there.
1: Yeah, Pilar hit the three run home run. Right. So yeah. yeah. That
0: made it five to two or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mets Dodgers tonight. That's Tawan Walker. The Dodgers will throw
1: to be determined. Yeah, it's a bullpen game for them.
0: That is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. <laughs> here, here it again. Beepity beep beep. Be, be. Daryl, you are a uh, optimist. I believe we beat Miami this year. They are at our house. The house coach Bowden built. Go Knowles. Yeah, I mean he did, and they are here. But uh, and it
1: is November that we play the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When did they play uh, North Carolina for a right to the Orange Bowl? Was well, it November?
0: Miami, Miami does love to to fall to pieces late in the year there's no getting around that it also happened to coincide when they played one of the better teams on their schedule and got stomped. they're pretty good at
1: the eight game schedule though not bad
0: i'd like us to get good at the eight game schedule i'd like us to get to where we need to be how about the four game schedule how about a september any kind of september three and one in september oh oh man heady times eric my man noting that uh you could also drop the vaughn striker sound as well oh, do we, we do gotta it? go get that We didn't get vaughn striker yet
1: that's like the grandchild there's
0: work to be done over here yeah we need the vaughn striker as well uh and, and and a lot of people mark included agrees with you tom that we could beat miami at home late in the year
1: if it was september no chance
0: Garrett wants to know, if we don't go at least 6-6, six and six, how many members of the staff would change? Depends on how it looks, guys. I, I actually, again, sitting in this seat, I quite clearly have a very different set of expectations going into this year than do the majority of the fans. And I hope you guys are right and that I'm wrong. But I, this program desperately needs Stability desperately needs stability. It needs wins, but it needs stability right now in order to garner those wins and to get to where we want to go. You just can't keep making changes. And I'll just tell you this. I mean, yes, if they don't get stops, and it looks very, very similar to what it did last year where they're just getting – they're just a sieve on defense. Yeah, yeah. then maybe changes are made. But other than that,
1: I don't think they're making – Yeah, more apt that the defensive side would change on the offensive side. Yeah,
0: probably. Yeah, probably. Good job, Tom. Good job, Matthew. Thanks to each and every one of you for listening. Be well. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on a Live Asians Friday. Take care.